Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Cypher. The Cypher! Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to The Cypher. Yo, we got Ali Aziz and Palmathan here. You know, Joe might hop in, who knows when. Surprise. You know, but it's the two of us for now. And welcome to the 15th episode of The Cypher. You know, we're five away from reaching that 20 mark, but, you know, we got to keep grinding. How are you feeling, Paul? Yeah. I'm good, man. I'm good. It's, uh, I don't know how, after how long we've been recording, but it's been a while since we recorded an, ep- an episode together, mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm feeling good today, though. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. And we're, we're feeling even better that now that we got Kwaku in the building today, you know, he's the manager, he's the thinker, he's the creative personality. <laughs> Welcome, Kwaku. Rachel, round of applause, you know. How you doing, Kwaku? Kwaku's in post yeah yeah <laughs> glad, yo. doing good how, how are you two happy to be here am i your first like um guest ever since you've been recording in a minute yeah uh, yeah I, I think since our uh pascal episode like six, six. so my, my my hope is that i'm gonna I'm give you guys some dope content to keep you guys going yes you definitely mm-hmm. podcast um and it's like hopefully once you guys you know, leave the academic space. You definitely take this content and keep pushing it. So I just want to give you guys your yeah. Definitely. Thank you for that. And Thank you, bro. Not to mention, like, this is the second time Kwaku is on our episode again. True, um, true. If you guys haven't listened to our other episode with Kwaku, like, that was, like, I remember, I think it was, like, first year, maybe? Yeah. Or, right? Yeah. And I remember year, yeah. meeting Kwaku for the first time there, and then I was just like, well, like, this guy's, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm excited that, that you're here. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, and I, th- I think those, that was from like our, I, 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 I'll, I'll give the title, give it our origin episodes, you know? <laughs> when we first started, we weren't on Spotify or anything. I think we were just on the SoundCloud and stuff. I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you can, you can even still find it on YouTube, on the on the YouTube page and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How, 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 you, how you been, Crocker? How you feeling today? How you feeling in the year 2021? Yeah, the year deal, man, it's messed up, you know, it's not, it's not normal, um, mm-hmm. but um, I've been, you know, blessed to be able to, like, maneuver and navigate, like, at the start of the pandemic, like, I was, I was fortunate enough to, like, keep working, so right now I'm working in youth engagement, you know, supporting youth um, voices to, like, influence policy and stuff, so I've been working that full-time from home, which is great, and it's a blessing, but definitely it's been hard. Like the music industry has taken a hit, like the media oh, yeah. industry as a whole, right? It's like a lot of people have become uninspired and you've seen people who like have had to like quickly adapt to like the digital and have seen some success, but it's it's really been tough for a lot of creatives and artists during this time. And so it, it's, it was dope to see a lot of the people who rallied together to, you know, come up with grants, to, you know, come up with virtual exhibits, to come up with, you know, virtual live shows but we've started to see that die down a mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. and so you know just you know as as we're talking i'm just keeping in mind a lot of the like just keeping in mind in solidarity thinking about all of the you know the artists that aren't doing well mm-hmm. you know who are you know trying to find to make ends meet stay inspired to keep producing and so just really looking hopeful for um you know once this pandemic is over we come out of this pandemic i feel like we're going to see like a big boom in a lot of the stuff we missed you know shows exhibits mm-hmm. you know um screenings festivals like a lot of dope media coming out of this and so even 
with myself, I've pivoted the work I've done um, to better support, you know, media professionals. And when I say media professionals, I'm talking about if you're a rapper, you're a media professional. If you're a singer, a media professional. If you're a visual artist, media professional. If you're a film director, you're a media professional. If you're a graphic designer, anything where it comes to producing any type of media or art, you're a media professional. And so I pivoted my work to supporting, you know, uplifting those voices through, you know, research to research, you know, your target audience to, you know, consulting creative strategy. Mm -hmm. And sort of, I'm grateful that I've been able to help a lot of artists come out of that slump throughout the pandemic. And so looking to see where, you know, after the pandemic, we can continue the work to make all of this sustainable so we don't receive another blow like we did this past year. Mm -hmm. uh, and like with that um, call of like things really going and pop, probably popping off after quarantine died down, do you think that's more of like a, an appreciation of what we had or the more like a desire of like wanting, yeah. wanting out. Yeah, no, I think it's, um, I think it's uh, um, a, a big part of the, like you said, we definitely missing what's happened, like the, the way life was before, but then also like we've had so much built up energy, like, mm -hmm. you know, we've had so much time to ideate. We have, so much time to uh, create. We've had so much time to really, you know, be virtual that we're like, yo, we just need to be in person. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it could be even as small as some of your favorite records that came out this year. It's like, I want to hear this at a party. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like what the DJ needs to play, like no more throwbacks. We have so much <laughs> um, stuff, right? And so- mm -hmm. All the uh, TikToks. All the TikToks. TikToks. Like, well, I even made a joke. I said, "Let's go to a club," and I see somebody doing this. <laughs> what do you like? What's like? It's all this TikTok. But yeah, yeah, I feel like we just miss it. I feel like you know, arts and culture has been something that's been a fabric of our society for so long. Like it's like mm -hmm. before technology, and it's sustained. Like so, it's like it's not one of those ones where we're all gonna be like we're comfortable because the more we're in it, we're like we hate taking online lectures. We hate, um, you oh, yeah. know, stuff that's just like, we just need to get back in, in person. And so hopefully, you know, you know, everybody, you know, can take advantage of the vaccines, you know, social distance until, you know, and do the right thing. And then we could um, get right, you know, back to normal. Yeah. Or whatever sure, yeah. normal is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whatever normal looks like after this, you know. I mean, it's going to be definitely like different, but. Uh, they started doing, I don't know if you guys heard, but like in Europe somewhere, they started doing tests for concerts, um, like as an experiment. So they have like, you know, one group that's like a bit more bunched together, maybe another group with a different layout, different layout. And I, I can't remember where exactly it was. I think companies have already started, you know, trying to prepare for events opening up with these experiments of like, how can we best, you know, rearrange people? How many people can we put in a space, you know, so definitely like it's not yeah. even like you know just creatives it's just like companies like i don't know concert companies trying to get ready for this boom and um mm -hmm. definitely should be interesting yeah because yeah. like, we've been in quarantine 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 ish for almost like a, a year basically now yeah right? and it's been, it's been it's been interesting to see how our music itself has changed in terms of like when al albums are released and who is kind of making these records at these times, you know? Have you have you yourself, Kwaku, seen any like significant change or trends that you've seen come out of quarantine? 
Uh, I've seen people really um, understand how much we could use virtual to make life easy. Like just mm -hmm. the different Zoom meetings, being able to like carry out some work from, you know, a WebEx or a Zoom, uh, connect with different people more globally. I think people have definitely become more financially literate. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people yeah. currently are saving money, reading up on crypto, reading up on investments and everything. I think the only good thing I could say is people have been able to slow down to take better care of themselves. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And like kind of taking it back to um, kind of like what we mentioned also before we started recording your kind of perspective on managing artists and like kind of not necessarily managing them specifically, but more so like guiding them was it the word was that the word that you used to describe your yeah. position yeah i think um i think the new normal for like different artist managers to better a support artist is um you know create companies you know have capital to invest in the artist development of artists if you want to um because it's always a risk associated with that right because it's like your success is tied to how committed the artist is your success is tied to how talented the artist is, your success is committed to how, you know, hardworking the artist is, right? And it's like, with that being said, if you don't have like a company or some type of label to, you know, put like financial backing to actually pay that role, then it's like, you're not really, you won't really see much, you know, you're not really contributing much. Whereas like, if you're an amazing manager and you're able to handle different books, you know, your artists work it then, yes, but then you're only really making a percentage of, you know, how much that artist is making, which, you know, you can make your decisions around that mm -hmm. and so managing artists is, is, is a fulfilling it's a fulfilling task but for me I decided to take the approach of like guidance and mentorship because I've, I've just been in so much spaces where it's mm -hmm. like different artists would be like yo let's you know let's connect let's connect right and let's work let's link and build and it could be overwhelming sometimes because the needs are so much that like I remember when I first started out it was like the first link and build conversation was like, okay, yo, be my manager kind of thing, right? And that was like, okay, if it's full time, it's like you're doing so much work and you're not mm -hmm. seeing anything coming in return. And it's like, don't feel it. Don't feel ashamed for saying, you're not seeing anything coming in return because if you're young, you're working, you're probably doing school, you're probably doing that, that it becomes overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, through that, like I decided to take the route of like guidance. Like, don't worry about giving me, you know, any, any money. It's like, taking a mentorship role like part of the work I do aside yeah. from music is mentorship so I'm like you want to get to where you want to get okay you're you know some guidance in making the right decisions doesn't necessarily mean I'm gonna be here like emailing all the blogs you know trying mm -hmm. to book you shows trying to do that kind of stuff I'll be like okay if you want to book shows these are the type of people you should talk to these are the type of people that'll connect you to the right opportunities this and that and then you know a lot of stuff I do comes out of budget, comes with the budget. So it's like, then we can talk about that. And, but, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I've just took in the route of, you know, the consulting, um, supporting, you know, artists with like research and evaluation, which is like a big thing missing right now, especially in the world of digital. It's like understanding who your audience is, your target audience, and making sure you're feeding into their um, listening experience. And then mm -hmm. taking that to really perfect your craft and better understand your brand and appeal to investors appeal to labels and have those like information so that's like the hardcore thing i do but okay. saying like, i'm an on-hand manager for anyone it's like 
no, no, it's 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 yeah, and it's it's no it's it's no shot at any you know artists that I've worked with in the past. It's it's been a, a really great experience, and I still we're still close. We're still close, mm-hmm. and, and friendship is just where things are. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot. Um, that's really interesting because like I have a I have a coworker. He does sort of mentor me in terms of like audio production. Um, and I think I don't know, like just seeing like a, just some similarities between you two. I think it's just because like you guys are a little bit older. You guys have a bit more experience, and um, I think guidance is like much better nowadays over over manager managing just because like there's no nothing wrong with like managing an artist but i think just with like all these resources we have now like an artist doesn't really necessarily need a manager like they did say like before um these days the resource is a bit more open to to us if we want to make a music video or something you know grab your phone or something and do something right so i think guidance is um definitely like more of a trend that i'm seeing Mm-hmm. Um, and you said it, it's it's, f- it's fulfilling. Like, what? Uh, explain that to me. What kind of you know satisfaction do you get from you know helping someone younger or uh, less experienced? I should say, you know, like how does that feel to you? Um, it's one thing to feel inspired, but to do something to make someone else feel inspired is like a feeling you know very few people will ever get to see. And it's like mm-hmm. that in in combination with like my passion for creative ideas, for creative strategy, to be like okay, let's try this, you know, let's design this concept. Let's be radical with the way we think about, you know, the decisions we're going to make moving forward has been like my passion for so long. And that's been manifest through, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to host different events, different panels, different networking opportunities, you know, different um, music production, different, you know, screenplay ideas. And so it's like just crazy with it, you know, the podcast, this and that, it's so much Mm -hmm. fun. And to be able to see, okay, let's, you know, sit down with the artists and say, okay, what do you want to achieve by the end of this quarter? Um, how many streams do you want to get? How many followers do you want? Which blogs do you want to be attracted to? Um, which shows do you want to perform at? And so these are the goals that I'm setting them basically being like, okay, how do we work backwards to, um, you know, make this song better, make this song fit this audience? Or, you know, your social media could um, improve in the areas of posting more videos or making better announcements or engage personally with your fans. So just having those ideas and just shooting and just seeing the artist light up, be like, Oh, I never really thought about it like that. Yeah. Or, um, I never really, you know, been this inspired. I just want to do it. And then seeing them, you know, grow in terms of, and that's, that's the pride and joy I get from, you know, mentoring and guiding. Cause it's like, we'll have so much conversations. We'll be on the phone. And I'll talk too much. I'll be like, this and that. And then have so much of that. And I'll just sit back and watch the artist like blossom and grow into like another level of like um, success or like in a yeah. different space where they weren't really thinking about music. Now all of a sudden they're really grinding. So it's like they may not mm-hmm. even be successful, but like it was a point where music was like just a thing that they were just talented at and they were just testing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm able to step in and be like, yo, you should do this. You're actually really good at this. Keep going, keep going. Like giving that yeah. like inspiration. And all of a sudden they're in this space where I'm trying to work with producers. I'm trying to, you know, I'm put social mm-hmm. media, photo shoots. I'm trying to get this music going and they may not be there yet, but the fact that they've moved from just thinking about music as a thing they do to actively trying to become a music or an artist in their yeah. own realm, that's enough for me. I'm like, you don't need to be, drake level you don't need to be jesse reyes but the fact that mentally 
you're tapped mm-hmm. into your craft mm-hmm. this that's the fulfilling aspect because mm-hmm. not to be not to you don't you don't want to be um to your own horn or like say oh because of me they're doing that you just be like mm-hmm. you know i'm confident that a lot of the conversations we've had has put this individual in a better space yeah. like as that kind of role as a not a, a manager but a, a kind of a guidance is there like a certain artist that you kind of gravitate towards or is there like whoever comes to you for help that you kind of provide like specific artists in the city yeah like, like I, I guess more so like a specific type of artist with genre or characteristics like i'm a big r&b r&b um producers a lot of time uh rap yeah hip-hop hip-hop culture the only hard thing about rap is and this is part of like my own personal research and like specifically in the city of toronto just trying to crack the code of why so much um people that have been successful in rap and hip-hop in toronto have have to be tied towards some sort of gang culture and violence to where it's like you may not want to live that life Mm. But you know, in order to get on like a six buzz or to get a whole bunch of fans, you have to make jokes about Debbie. You have to make jokes about Sagittarius Shorty. You have to throw shots at Chromas. You have to be on Zoom with academics, top five, Impressa, saying stuff. So it's like, that's where we are uplifting those voices for rap in Toronto, unfortunately. Whereas there's so many dope people who are like, I just want to rap about my family or my church, or I just want to rap about you know, my come up, my, you know, my living, like, or like, you know, my success, like so much themes and subjects, right? Yeah. But it's like, unfortunately for most, like, it's not just a Toronto thing. It's like Atlanta, it's New York, yeah. where you have to rap about some gangster shit, you know, women, holes, you have to do all that kind of stuff. And so part of like the research I'm trying, like, I love rap, like I'm a big rap fan. So, you know, little Baby is like my guy right now, of course, Drake. Um, who else? You know, some Tory, some like like a whole bunch of different, you know, mm-hmm. people in rap, you know, and Meg. I'm, I'm saying Tory, but Meg, I'm a big fan of Meg too equally. So all of that stuff that went on is hard for me. But I love rap so much. But in order to support artists in the city, it's hard, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand why that's, you know, a phenomenon and how we could come together to like, remove people from like that negative persona that comes with rap yeah. in the city but mm-hmm. like admittedly speaking i listen to that type of music so i'm trying to unpack yeah. myself like, I this is a similar situation that happened to six nine because his music career kind of was rooted from that kind of gang lifestyle in brooklyn and then mm-hmm. now he's made all this money now he's like he's popping he's making the billboards and stuff but like he's like he's he's kind of living in constant fear of you know, there's people who want this guy dead, you know, and there's so much like pressure like that's come coming with this kind of gang and affiliated lifestyle. So I think it's such a, a big risk kind of like like career kind of almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like 6 yeah, 9 is like the thing is with him, it's like not many people understand that like all of the artists, like it's all like for sure. Right. What do we really know? It's all publicity. Right. Yeah. Somebody made a joke. It's like, um, it's like, oh, you're um, Six nine, yo, he snitched, right? Like yada yada, right? And it was on interviews, like, well, a couple of a couple of dudes from Brooklyn trying to catch six nine. Okay, cool. You think 
Atlanta rappers, you think Chicago rappers, you think um even though he's he is pushing it on with Chicago rappers right now, but it's like <laughs> you're like, I need to get six nine. You know, my mission is to get six nine. Once they get caught up in a um conspiracy of their own, once they get you know locked up, then they have to deal with maybe needing to snitch or maybe not, mm-hmm. or maybe they don't want no trouble, you know? Yeah, they don't want no trouble at all. So if it looks like they could press six nine. On the social, if they look like they can pull up on him on an event or not do anything, they'll do it because it makes them look good. But you think any yeah. rapper who's really making money off mm-hmm. of their industry, like they're feeding families, they're feeding their team, they're you know the late like every everybody so much of making they're gonna be like, oh yo six nine um went to jail for something that I wasn't involved in and he snitched on some people I don't know, but he snitched, so I'm gonna go kill him. Yeah, <laughs> get locked up and make sure people go starving. Atlanta rappers, you think LA rappers, you think they really care? No, because mm-hmm. he like yeah. over six nine. You yeah. know, you may get you may get like clout chasing fans who are like, "Oh, I was the guy that got um, snitch nine, but you weren't like, "What are you doing?" Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought we're just gonna move on to the next segment that, that I got cooked up. This is actually, I think this is actually a new segment that we, I'm introducing now for everyone else. It's called pull up, where we pull up different things from your Instagram that need a little bit of explanation and you know a little a bit of backstory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't even post the shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen and I'm gonna get going. Let's see this. Alright, so uh, the picture of peace. Kwaku and Charlemagne the God. So like, yeah. Oh, tell us a little bit about this uh, photo here and what you, what, what, how this came about. One second. Charlemagne the God Ooh. is the person I look up to the most in the media space. Just mm-hmm. off of like listening to his like podcast on the Breakfast Club, like a lot of his like ideologies and principles I like mess with heavy, like, you know, like the be yourself personality and I really like in the hip hop and like his story has come up and everything like I wanted to get into radio that's why I went to RTA I wanted mm-hmm. to like do the podcast and stuff right until like you know of course like a different journey came which is okay you know and so but I still listen to his podcast and everything I read both of his books and so this I, I was so excited when I heard he was doing his book tour Black Privilege um in the city and he was you know speaking at George Brown and then I just had to like me and my, my friend like crashed it like we just went like we didn't they're like oh student cards we just sort of went around the corner and like in the cafeteria and just sat down this and that and then there was a book signing opportunity so I actually brought my book and then I was able to get it like signed by him hey. and so hey. yeah Charlemagne is definitely the goat, the goat. yeah and, and like, how, how has his like kind of um I, I, I guess journey has his journey to where he is now inspired you to continue your own career and path? Yeah, like, um, one second. Yeah, like, his, like, you know, it's easy to have imposter syndrome, right? It's like, for me, I have like a unique personality that like, I know how to, you know, lead, I know how to work, I know how to like, you know, discuss if I have my own person where I'm, I care all, like, I'm just going to 
speak in my own tone, you know, share my own thoughts on different things. And that like same ways, it's like, I don't really, and he like inspires me on that lens. Right. And so I carry that like mentality throughout and having confidence in yourself, you know, speaking truth to power and having your integrity aligned with your principles. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. And that's, that's dope. Um, we have one more photo from your Instagram. I'm going to pull up this one. The, sh- the shot right. of you and um, Diddy's son. I, I, I found it in Combs. King, King Combs, right? Combs, yeah. Yeah. How, 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 how did this, this photo come about? I for, Yo, there was like... um, There was... Uh, shout out Chetto. So there was this like podcast um, called The Come Up Show. Mm. And they actually record out of the slate. And one of my friends, I was walking. One of my friends, like, have, have told me, oh, like, Chetto might be interviewing King Combs like he's doing a show in the city or something, right? What the day? The day was May 9th. Was, oh, I think it was here for, like, Canadian Music Week or, or, or something, right? Mm. And so I was like, oh, shit, that's dope. But then I was walking on campus. I forgot for what reason. I saw him hanging out. And I, like, held him up. I was like, oh, shit, let's take a pic. And he was down. And so... King, to be honest, King Combs, I, I don't really, like, I'm not really like, yo, King Combs, like, God, yeah, yeah. That, right? I'm like, yo, that's Diddy's son. That's Diddy's mm-hmm. son. Yeah. What's going on? I think he's older than me. I don't know. I'm saying kid, but Diddy's son. <laughs> yeah. That's tough, though. Like, it, 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 I think I, I think it's really interesting when um, artists from out, out the country come to visit Toronto, because not only do they have, bring a different kind of vibe, but you also got to... Mm-hmm get to see kind of get to understand their perspective coming into yeah. our our own space you know yeah exactly it's like yeah. get, get to see them like really like i don't know it's just weird because you just see them on social media and youtube mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's just like oh snap it's real life. And I'm like, yeah. son diddy's son hey yeah. i was like yo now, I don't know if I call him King Combs or say I was, I'm like, yo, how's it going? Yo, what's up? Mm. I was nervous, but like, it was chill. <laughs> yeah. 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 So cool. um, yeah. And I think, I think we have officially come to the end of the podcast. You know, we definitely went, the, we, we definitely could have talked about a, a lot more, but we'll definitely have you on for way more episodes down the road, man. Yeah. You, you're a great guest to have on very insightful on all the things that we need to talk about but we thank you for coming on thank you thank you it was fun definitely my favorite (laughs) definitely my favorite yeah it's always a fun talk every time we have Quaku on it's a good episode man it's a vibe Mm -hmm. it's a vibe it's a vibe thank you fellas yo like I said I want to see more episodes I'm I'm glad you guys are recording again and yo once yo once this is up don't yo you you can edit this out I don't care. I love Spirit Live. Once it's out, you can get EDC access. Yo, let me know. I'll, I'll hook you guys up with this. <laughs> yeah, please yeah. yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, when we do have another episode with you, that we do have it in the studio and stuff, you know? In person, yo. We need that energy, yo. Yeah, for, for real. Yeah. And I want to thank you, thank the audience for listening to another episode of the podcast. And we'll check you, make sure you check us out on. CypherPod on Instagram and check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube where you can get the full full video past the 30-minute mark. Yeah. And Kwaki, you want to say uh, spell out your 
Instagram handle? Yes, at Kwaku on air. So K-W-A-K-U on air. I'm also running um, a business um, that helps artists, you know, think, exhibit, and curate their, you know, work, creative media projects, as well as, you know, get into some researching your fan base to better, you know, inform your brand strategy. And so that is through time. So it's like, it's fun. It's like time, but it's like acronym for Toronto Institute for Media Engagement. So follow time.canada on Instagram. And so get involved, yo, let's work, let's work, let's mm-hmm. let's build because all we have is us and we're all media professionals and let's let's get you to where you need to get. And so mm-hmm. stay in touch. As in, I think I think that's a good way to start the year. Even, even though it's March already, I think that's a good, um, good thing to keep in mind going throughout the year, you know? Yeah. I want to thank you all again and we'll catch you on the next episode of The Cypher. Peace. Peace, Peace out. <laughs>